you ready? I said, are you ready for Let's Talk World Hockey? And now, here are our hosts, Beth and Zach. is going on everybody good evening good morning whatever time of day it is that you're listening welcome to episode 47 of let's talk woe hockey our woe show on sundays of course we are always brought to you by five in a game sports network i'm beth that's my dude zach how you doing today buddy absolutely tired uh <laughs> I feel that yeah, if you can hear my voice too, it's it's not pristine. Eh, went to the stadium no. series. Was at the stadium series last night. Got like three and a half hours of sleep, and then drove three and a half hours back this morning. So Oof. at like six fifteen. So yeah, it's been a it's it's been a whirlwind of a last since like Thursday. <laughs> a, a lot of back and forth from Raleigh back to home. So it's yeah, but worth it though. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Also tired. Crazy things happened this weekend, but it is what it is. Um, just trucking through, and it's fine. Um, as always, please make sure you are following us on our uh, social media accounts. If you look here at the ticker, you'll see our network accounts. Twitter and Instagram are going to be the number five in a game, SN. And our girl cat kills the TikTok game. On TikTok, you can find us at the word five game, SN. And, of course... We have our socials as well, and you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Pod. and you should be watching us on YouTube. Hi! And that is at Let's Talk Woe Hockey. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe, do all of those fun, fun things so that you get notified when all those new episodes drop. And I don't know why I just did that. It's fine. We're both tired. It is what it is. But it is Sunday. We had an amazing phf week like it wasn't even just hockey this weekend so much good stuff came out regarding the phf this week we are going to start out and talk about the phf player signings because even this late in the season we've got new spots being filled we have Haley lunny signing with the metropolitan riveters she had to sign a one-year contract for the remainder of this season um, she has not recorded points so far in two games for the Riveters when she played on a PTO, but when she signed that contract, obviously they saw something that they, they liked and they wanted to have in the locker room and on the ice with them. We did have the Buffalo Buttes as well sign Christina Schuler to a one-year contract through the rest of the season. She did just get out of college woe hockey. She actually played for Clarkson University, and she scored 14 points in the 37 games she played with them. And our Connecticut Whale did add to the defensive core this week as well. They did sign Rachel, I, I believe it's Ade. I'm unsure on the pronunciation, and I greatly apologize. Something uh, like that. I, I don't know. Again, guys, I'm I'm really tired. I'm so sorry. If you follow me on Twitter, you know that I've had a weekend. Um, but she had played for Metropolitan last year, had eight assists in 20 games and before that she spent three seasons with our Connecticut Whale and also one season in the PWHPA so definitely getting a really really experienced professional women's hockey player there and the other super exciting news is the PHF has released 
the playoff format for this season. And honestly, the, the playoffs for the PHF, they just keep getting better and better because this year it's happening. We are getting playoff series. Um, that's that's going to be awesome. Yes. The top four teams will compete in a best of three semifinals matchup that will be hosted in Boston and Toronto. The seeding would be first place teams versus fourth place team and second place team versus third place team. Uh, the schedule for that has been released. So on Thursday, March 16th, semifinal game number one will be in Boston on the 17th. There will be semifinal game number one in Toronto. On the 18th, we will have game two in Boston and game two in Toronto. On Sunday, the 19th, we will have a semifinal game in Boston if necessary. And on Monday, March 20th, we will have semifinal game three in Toronto if necessary. The winner of the semifinals will go to play a one game neutral site showdown to determine who will hoist the Isabel Cup, and the Isabel Cup finals will take place on March 26th. So that is super exciting. I am so grateful that we don't have the bracket craziness anymore because we all know what that did to my brain, and it wasn't <laughs> great things. So it is definitely exciting to have a series playoff situation going on definitely more growth in the game we have got exciting things coming and i am so stoked to see it of course we do also have phf hockey that happened this weekend we had six teams in action the metropolitan riveters did get the bye this week so they were watching from home uh, if you follow anya and madison packer on twitter you will know that some interesting bets were made in regards to the games this weekend. I'm very interested to see what the outcome of who won and who lost is going to be. Um, we will start with Saturday's games. So we did have the Toronto Six swing on into Connecticut and face off against the Whale. Saturday's outcome was not exactly what us whale fans love to see. They did lose to the six, five to three, but honestly, they did not give up in that game. I know it's easy when you're down several goals to just be like, eh, whatever, it's done. The whale fought to the very end of the game, and it was really great to see. Um, I actually was able to watch that game, and it was good to see our whale rocking those Alzheimer's awareness jerseys. Um, I lost my, my, uh, announcer dad his dad actually lost his battle to alzheimer's so it, it is definitely something that is near and dear to my heart um we saw six goals from courtney gardner cheyenne darkangelo lee alum lexi templeman and emma woods and from the whale we had goals from Alyssa wolfiler taylor gerard and katrin lonergan who is i feel like kennedy marchment passed on the have a great rookie season in the phf crown to Katrin Lonergan because whoo she's having herself a season yeah, um, just, yeah, just a bit she is having herself a season wasn't even really like a super spicy game either the the, the penalty sheet it, it's it's pretty short there were no calls in the first we had one Toronto six call in the second and three whale penalties in the second as well two of them happened about 16 seconds apart and some uh, 
some Toronto six goals were scored during the five on three and the preceding five on four after that. So box buddies are not what we love to see. We especially don't love to see when captain Shannon Turner ends up in the box. We, we prefer to have her on the ice, like blocking shots and doing the crazy things that she does. Um, and then there, there were two six penalties in the third period so not a super spicy game. If you watch Saturday's game, my favorite moment, um, I believe it was in the second period, uh, Shannon Turner's dog was there, Theo, who is just an adorable German shepherd. And play came over by the, the glass where he was sitting. And Theo, the good boy, tried to go out on the ice and get that puck and help out mom. And it was at the, even the announcers were like, whew, it's a good thing that dog is on the leash because he, that dog just tried to go out on the ice. I'm like, how do you not know that that's Theo? That is Theo. That will always be Theo. He is a gigantic yeah. German shepherd. Figure it out. Like, figure it out. Figure it out. Um, so it was, you know, it, it was a hard fought game. The whale last goal was scored with eight seconds left in the matchup. So, you know, like I said, they, they were fighting to the bitter end. They were trying even in the final seconds of the game to put that biscuit in the basket and you don't hate to see it. So um, in other games, it, it was a great, fantastic, wonderful weekend for Buttes fans because ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the Buffalo Buttes swept the weekend series versus the Minnesota Whitecaps. Normally that's reversed. We've seen a lot of the Caps posting on Twitter about how they've swept weekend matchups. The Buttes came in today and and they said that they've had enough. They're ready to win some games. And on Saturday, they beat the Caps 4-2. to two. It was another good game. I was kind of switching in and out during intermission because their game start time was the exact same as the Whale game. And we all know what game I'm going to be watching. Isn't that right? Yes, like, for sure. If there's a choice, we all know. Uh, so th- it was a good game. The, the bits and pieces that I caught, uh, the Montreal Force visited Warrior Ice Arena in Boston. And the Boston Pride are scary this year, guys. They are they are scary. Uh, they did beat the Force 4-1 to one on Saturday. On Sunday, the 6-0 and whale game was a whale win. We did have a 6-4 whale victory in Connecticut. That is always a good thing to see. And, I mean, I unfortunately, I didn't get to watch any games today. A, a friend whisked me off and took me to the theater to see Pretty Woman the musical. Um, so I was not able to watch any of the games. But looking at the uh, the score sheet, we see things that we love to see. From the whale, we had goals from Katrin Lonergan. Allie Monroe, Melissa Samuskevich, Amanda Conway, Melissa Samuskevich again, and Taylor Gerard. Kennedy Marchment had three assists in the campaign. Those are not things that you hate to see at all. Well, no, and also our pal Mal is just doing the live tweets and just hyping her teammates is, up on Twitter too. So it was just the vibe, the vibes were there today. The vibes were there today. Mal, if you're listening, your live tweets bring me joy. Um, I need you to live tweet every game. Like it made me happy during intermission at the show to like pull up Twitter and just see Malani Soliotis all over the feed, just giving everybody what they want to see. Maybe that's what you can do during your recovery. You can be like our Twitter play by play person, giving us, giving us what we want to see. Uh, of course, we have great 
goal scorers on the six as well. We had goals from Katie Taven, Michaela Cava, and Emma Woods, and Leah Lum. I mean, the six are, are pretty lethal. Um, they are they are a team that they're they're hard to play against. They've always been hard to play against, and I'm pretty sure they will always be hard to play against. Uh, they've got amazing goaltending with Elaine Chuli and of course the tough mustard herself, Carly Jackson. Um, so it's it's one of those things where they they are a tough team to play against, and they like to score goals. And you know we don't hate when goals are scored, but man, there were a lot of goals scored this weekend in uh, in the International Skating Center of Connecticut. Moving to the Buttes Whitecaps game again. The Buttes swept the weekend, guys. They won both of their games, and today they were the recipients of a one-to-nothing shutout of the Minnesota Whitecaps. The lone goal being scored by Jenna Swope. Oh, I struggle with this name. There's so many vowels in a row. Suoko, I believe it is. I'm so sorry, Jenna. Jenna, if you're listening, first off, like, thank you for listening. Second off, I'm so sorry. Um, And in not normal Buttes fashion, it was a six penalty minute game. There were only three penalties in this entire matchup. Three, three, this many, three. Um, Two to the Buttes, one to the Whitecaps. Usually the penalty sheet for a Buttes game it's it's a pretty long um, list of of calls there. They do have a pretty hefty total of penalty minutes on the season. They are not leading the league. That actually belongs to the Toronto Six, but they have 168 pims right now. So, you know, it's it's a lot, and but you know, when you're not in the box, good things happen. And to any of our Buttes fans listening. Your weekend is what inspired the title of this episode. Good things come to those who wait. You guys have not had a good go this season. So it's really great to see a weekend sweep, especially against a team like the Minnesota Whitecaps. I know obviously they they just had a new goalie come in between the pipes due to some injuries, but it's nice to see the Buttes on top and sweeping that weekend. And finally, Boston... Um, Montreal force Boston swept another weekend guys I'm pretty sure that shocks absolutely no one uh, uh I'm shocked <laughs> I mean are, are you shooketh are you just absolutely shook no, no I'm not shooketh I'm shocketh I'm shocked you're shocketh <laughs> it was oh no like death taxes in Boston sweeps another weekend huh. yeah I've seen I, this I movie mean, before I've seen this movie before. Uh, of course, when you have Kareen Schroeder in net. <laughs> getting, like, getting like shutouts 9, 10, 11, 12, 14, 21. Like, yeah. She faced another 50 shot campaign and only allowed one goal past her. Uh, the pride goals did come from Jillian Dempsey and Kaylee Fratkin and the force from Jay Downey Landry. Can you can you imagine for the fact that if like Boston just somehow played the defense and she didn't have to face like 50 shots, like what those totals would actually look like? Because like how how do you how do you here's my thing. For the fact that the Pride keep winning games, even though they're given like like a month like 
an unworldly amount of shots in the PHF, yeah. which is like unheard of. Like they have they have to lead the league in like shots given up yeah. at this point because it seems like every week it's like forty or fifty. Like how how are you winning games? Well, we do know it's a rhetorical question, but it's like how is this possible? How is this possible that you're giving up almost like a thousand shots in a season? And it's like ah, no big deal. We're just gonna keep winning games. I have the answer for you. I mean, it was a rhetorical question, but okay, yeah. what, what, what's the actual? But, what's but in the, case anyone's wondering, they may allow a lot of shots, but they also have an elite scoring forward core and an elite goaltender. When you have those things, most of the time you really don't need defense because they have arguably some of the fastest players in the league in Allie Thunstrom and Jillian Dempsey. <laughs> they have Lauren I... Gable. They have Elizabeth Giguere, and they I have Kareem Schroeder. Like, yeah, yeah, unlike, yeah, unlike the Florida Panthers last year, who could outscore everyone, but couldn't, but couldn't, couldn't do anything in the playoffs. At least the Pride are like, yeah, you know what, we're gonna do that, but we actually are gonna go win titles. Like, make yeah. it make sense. You really can't. It's just that four quarter is just so nasty, and the fact, like, oh, we go from Katie Burt, who had like a sub one and a half last year goals against average. It's like, you know what? We're gonna go get we're gonna go get Corinne Schroeder and just one like how do you already one up that performance? Yeah, like like, like what, what where's Boston finding these goalies? Like who's the goalie whisperer of the Pride team? Like this is ridiculous. I truly do not know. And I mean it's just it's insane. It is absolutely insane. I mean, if looking here, I'm looking, I've I've pulled up the stats for the Boston pride, just to give everybody an idea. Lauren Gable has scored 18 goals this season in 17 games. She has 33 points in 17 games. Do you understand how insane it is that she is almost a two point per game player? She is averaging 1.9 points per game. Is she playing? Is she playing the PHF on easy mode at this point? Like, I, <laughs> Like, 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 how are you almost two points a game? Like, that's like Connor yeah. McDavid numbers. Yeah. Like, the, the Boston Pride have three players averaging over a point per game this season. Lauren Gable is, is at 1.9. Elizabeth Giguere is at 1.5. Jillian Dempsey is at 1.3. And then, not far behind, is Allie Thunstrom and Kelly Flanagan at point nine, like for the fact that you have Ali Thunstrom not even averaging a point per game is still insane. But the fact that you have another three players who are yeah well over like yeah. the fact that you, the fact that you have five players either at point nine or better is absolutely stupid. Like, you want to hear like, like how do you how do you stop that? You want to hear something even more insane? What's that? Lauren Gable so far this season has registered one hundred and nine shots on goal. What? No, Lauren Gable has 109 shots on goal. In 18 games. Like, that has to be an average of, like... In 17 games. In... 109 shots in 17 games. Like, like, how, like that has to be, like, what, almost... It's <laughs> like... insane. <laughs> how, I, I how, mean... do you, how do you equate this? Like... I... Yeah, honestly, she's taken 126 shots. 
17 of them have been blocked. And she has 109 shots on goal. 109. So, so if we are betting people, what are the odds that Boston just repeats? Because <laughs> it's like, what in the world? Look, as it currently stands, per the current standings, if the playoffs were to start today, it would be Pride v. Whale in Boston and 6 v. Whitecaps in Toronto. Like, the the Whale are one win from tying the Minnesota Whitecaps in the standings. That's so... Wild. It's absolutely insane. And I'm sure this won't, I I just, I wanted to pull up the whale stats just because, you know, we love our whale. They're, they're, they're not our whale of last season who were just absolutely insane, but they're still having a great season. Kennedy Marchment is leading the team in, in points and, and all of the things. Um, Oh, no, I'm so surprised. (laughs) I am so surprised. She has 14 goals and 13 assists in 19 games. She has taken 90 shots on goal, 97 shots total with seven blocked shots. In the uh, Grant, Kennedy have a career marchment. (laughs) Kennedy is having a season. We've got Taylor Gerard also averaging over a point per game, eight goals, 13 assists in 19 games, 73 shots. 89 shots taken, 16 shots blocked. 16. That's insane. Katarina Morozova, 15 games played, 7 goals, 8 assists, 15 points. And as an update, since we are going to be participating to Shannon Turner's shot block uh, fundraising situation, Shannon Turner has blocked 23 shots this season. 23. 2-3. 23. That's that's, that's a good amount. That's a good amount. She's going for it. And I'm excited to see that they are having a Captain Turner evening uh, to celebrate her at an upcoming whale game. I'm very excited to see that. I'm very sad that it is her last season. Um, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, we have been blessed with her presence for the existence of the league. And it's just, I'm going to be sad when she's gone. Like it's, it's definitely going to, it's going to be, it's going to feel very weird not having her back. And I mean, she still has a couple games to jump up the standings in shot blocks. She actually does not currently lead the lead in block shots. Uh, number one is Soroya Tinker with 28. Okay. Number two is Anita Tejrolova from the Boston Pride with 25. We've got Jenna Rayol with the Boston Pride with 24. And Shannon Turner fourth in the league with 23. So at the end of the at the end of the season, at the end of the playoffs, Zach and I will be donating to the cause. We will be putting our money where our mouth is so that we can help Shannon Turner with her crusades to help 
mental health with her foundation that she does support it. Obviously it's something that's very important to Zach and I, um, but it, it was, it was a great weekend. I love 16 weekends. They are my favorite weekends. There is so much PHF hockey. So, so much PHF hockey. And like, it's a a lot. It is a lot. This upcoming weekend, we do have some games happening as well. Because ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to Friday Night Hockey in the PHF. And not only is it Friday Night Hockey, it's Friday Night Hockey at the mall. The Boston Pride are swinging down to the rink at American Dream to face off against the Metropolitan Riveters at 7 p.m. Friday evening. On Saturday, we do have two matchups. That is going to be the Buffalo Buttes visiting the Montreal Force. Game time on Saturday is at 1 p.m. And then we have the Toronto Six visiting the Minnesota Whitecaps. That game on Saturday for them is at 7 p.m. Eastern. On Sunday, we've got the debuts at the Force with a 1 p.m. puck drop. The Six at the Whitecaps also with a 1 p.m. puck drop. And the Riveters are making that short drive up to the International Skating Center of Connecticut. And they will play the Whale on Sunday at 3 p.m. So it's super exciting. It's also crazy to think that next season is the last weekend of PHF hockey before the playoffs. Like, like where did the season go? I wish I knew. Uh, looking ahead, though, it does look like we are going to have some games during the playoffs that might not. Oh, wait, am I reading? I'm reading things wrong. It is not the last weekend, guys. I am tired. <laughs> I am so sorry. Like this, this, the struggle is real. <laughs> the struggle is real. I am exhausted. Um, we still have one, two more weekends after next weekend. So there are still three weekends of PHF hockey left. Pardon me. My brain is in very, very mushy form right now. Um, and I do apologize. Um, I do Gosh, want to... Beth, what are you doing? Uh, it is what it is. But there, I know we don't talk about NCAA women's hockey very much on this podcast. We do try to focus on our friends in the ACHA. But mm-hmm. some big stuff happened with NCAA women's hockey this weekend. The regular season has concluded. And the regular season champs have been crowned. And the main reason I want to mention it is because a significant thing happened for that team at the same time. So the Ohio State Buckeyes women's hockey team did win the regular season championship this weekend. But with that, Emma Malte had two points, which gives her a total in her collegiate hockey career of 200 points, becoming the first player in OSU program history to hit that mark. You love to see it. Like, we all know that she's an insanely good hockey player. Like if anybody's ever watched international play, you know how good Emma Malte is at the hockey. Mm-hmm. 200 career points is insane. Yeah. Like, like that's ridiculous. That's ridiculously good. And somehow we lost Beth. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no, that's very awesome for her for the fact that being able to do that for a career is pretty amazing. 
No, it really is. And StreamYard just loves me. If you're watching on YouTube, hello again. Um, but it's absolutely insane for that. Stick taps, congratulations, Emma Malte. Like, I cannot wait to see what comes next for you. Um, selfishly, I want you to come play for the whale. Sorry, sorry, not sorry. Um, but I also can't wait to see what is upcoming in your hockey career, whether, whether it be in the PHF, the PWHPA, if some sort of magic happens in the leagues combined, whatever the heck it'll be called at that point. Um, right. You're really good at hockey and we absolutely love to see it. We do want to swing on over for some let's talk well at time because we did have some more woho happening this weekend. So we're going to start, we're going to shake things up a little bit. We're going to start in division two. Division, division two. Division two. So on Saturday, the Chippewas of Central Park Chips did face off against Miami University and Zachary. Tell the people what happened during that game. First Saturday's game or for today's game? First Saturday's game. I mean, you know, the chips just came out and absolutely dominated. Got the shuddy for yes, nothing. Sir. Like going into the last weekend of the regular season, you know, they're second. They're like they're set, ranked second in their conference, their region. You love to see it. Trying to fight for that playoff spot. Coming into the last weekend of the regular season, you know, want to make some statements, be like, okay, records and and percentages be danged. This team should be in the playoffs. And I mean, for nothing, like I said, get the shutty. You love to see it. The chips are chipping. They so, are. You're, you're the, here. The, chip, yeah, you the chippy chips. The chippy chips are tipping. Um, they're, they're, laying then, the, they're laying the chips on the table. <laughs> <laughs> they they put all the chips on the table and they came up with a dub. Yes, they, they, they won in the house. <laughs> they, they, they beat the house. And then. Our friends over at Bowling Green State did play the ACHA team from Notre Dame. And on Saturday, they pulled out a 6-1 victory versus Notre Dame. I mean, another thing you love to see. And, you know, our our favorite Tendi doing Tendi things. Just doing the Tendi things. And they're things that we love to see. On Sunday, CSU had a rematch against Miami University. Zachary, would you like to tell the people what happened on Sunday? So for the CMU Chippewas, uh, going into the last game of the season, uh, after one, they were down to nothing, but there's no quit in this Chips team. They came back, tied it 2-2 after two, so deuces wild. A lot of the twos, you love symmetry. It's fantastic. Mm -hmm. It's chef's kiss. You love mm -hmm. to see it. Unfortunately, the uh, Chips did split the weekend. They did lose 3-2, to two, but I mean, come on, you the fact that they came back, made it a game, you, you'll take. You'll take a split and the regular season. Now it all comes down to how the Acha Division Two people want to figure how they want to how do the playoffs. But I mean, just a great season all for the chips. You know, like like I said, so proud of this team. It's just what a, what a great regular season, and hopefully we get some more chips hockey for the playoffs yeah. because. I mean, it's 
it's we, wait we and see at this point. So yeah, honestly, we need chips hockey in the playoffs. I'm just saying. That's just me, but what do I, I mean? Maybe maybe a slight bias, but you know, it, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, uh, f- uh full bias. Like I am full not bias. Afra- like, I'm not I am not I'm not afraid of like I I we I we appreciate all of our other friends that we've had on the show. We 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 love to you know pump the tires of everyone. But also a little bias. However, however, <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, uh, uh, there's there's some bias on the show. So, but yeah, I mean, there is. It's in a way sometimes it's really inherent bias. We we love who we love, and we really can't help it. Bowling Green did face off in a rematch as well this weekend on Sunday. The score has not been updated yet, so we don't yet know the outcome of that game. I am literally double checking right now to see if a new post has been made. Um, there was not one when we started recording. And let's see here. LBGSU uh, women's hockey. We still do not have an update on the score from that rematch game against Aquinas. So TBD on what happened with our friends over at Bowling Green State. And as we shuffle on over to the world of D1 Acha Hockey, on Friday we did get a little Acha action going on uh, with Lake Superior State facing Aquinas College. And, uh, I mean, we all know LSSU's had a little bit of a struggle this season, but Friday night, struggles be darned. They won 2-1. to one. And we love to see it because they started off a little rough, but you know what? They were like, Haha, watch this. We got this. On Saturday, we had University of Michigan Dearborn at Grand Valley State. UM Dearborn did pull out a victory three to two. Uh, Lake Superior State did play a game on Saturday. However, in all of our searchings of the socials and the website, the score has not been updated yet. So the status of that game unknown and of course my friends at indiana tech who (laughs) doing roll tech things as they faced off against maryville with a 3-1 dub on saturday they're just having a fantastic season and we absolutely love to see it on sunday uh tech did face off against maryville again uh Outcome not so great today. They did lose two to one, but it was a pretty tightly contested game. And of course, some of you have probably seen it on social media. Um, our, first off, our hearts go out to everyone at Michigan State University. What happened there is awful. It happens too often, and it's not okay. And we we are Spartan strong with all of you. We've been thinking about you nonstop, but. Michigan State did come over for a little bit of in-state rivalry. If if you know anything about Michigan State and University of Michigan, that is a rivalry that will never, ever die, ever. Uh, The Spartans came over to visit the Wolverines at Yost Arena. It was a fantastic environment. University of Michigan said that they were donating all of the proceeds from that game to MSU, which rivalries be damned when things happen like what happened at MSU, everyone comes together, regardless of who you support, what colors you wear. And the Spartans came out with a 2-1 victory 
at Yoast, which is kind of a big deal. Like, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Much like uh, yesterday's men's hockey game between Ohio State and University of Michigan, that was an outdoor game with a lot of ice problems. Um, an MSU-UM game is a big deal. So congratulations to the Spartans for pulling out that victory. Um, please know that our our thoughts continue to be with you and they will continue to be with you because this isn't something that's anything anyone ever wants to face. Um, so that was the weekend scores for ACHA. We're going to hop over to the standings as the season has come to an end. Division one, number one spot, roll tech, baby. Because our friends at Indiana Tech finished the season with 25 wins, three losses, and two overtime losses. We've got Midland University in second place, Adrian College in third, University of Michigan rolling in at fourth place. We're going to scroll down and hit some friends of the podcast. We've got University of Michigan Dearborn finishing the season in 12th place. We have our friends at Lake Superior State finishing the season at 23rd. And with still a positive goal differential. So we know you fought hard, Lakers. We know, we know, we can see it. The standings may not look like you want them to, but to finish a season seven and 16 and still have a positive goal differential, that's huge. That's a big deal. Mm -hmm. And so just, just keep battling next season. I cannot wait to see what you have to offer. If we swing on over to our friends in division two, we've got Sioux college who dominated this season, finishing the season undefeated with a 22 and O record. We scroll down the list here and we have our friends at CMU finishing the division in 12th place, 13 wins, four losses, one overtime loss. And if we scroll down the list a little bit farther, we are going to find our friends at Bowling Green State when my eyes start to work, finishing the season in 41st position in the division with four wins, 12 losses, and two overtime losses. There's 63 teams in this division, guys. So, I mean, that is, we know this is really the first season that you guys have been able to field a hockey team in quite some time. You did well. And we are proud of you. And we can't wait to see what next season brings for Bowling Green. Um, Zach, I can't remember. Oh, it's right here where it says rankings. Guys, bear with me. Uh, for Division One rankings, 1 through 10, I am utterly confused, but it's fine. Liberty comes in at one with a 15 and two record. Minot State at two with 18, eight and one. Midland University at three, 22, five and three. Indiana Tech at four at 24, four and oh. If you can see why I'm confused. Um, we've got Adrian at 21 and seven. University of Michigan at 19, four and two, coming in at sixth place. McKendry University at 13, seven and two. Maryville coming in at eighth at 12, 12, and three. Arizona State University at 15, four, and two. Miami University at 15, eight, and two. <clears throat> University of Massachusetts at 11, eight, and one. 
University of Jamestown at 918-0. Lindenwood University at 516-1. University of Minnesota, 811-2. And rounding out the top 15, University of Michigan-Dearborn at 11-9-2. So love seeing many friends of the podcast in the D1 rankings. Whew. Sorry. It's it's pollen season, Zach. I apologize for having to mute on you. Oh, it's a hey, you know what it is what it is. Believe me, I'm not looking forward to it, that's for sure. <laughs> it's a it's a great this is just what we need right now. Great. I'm so excited. So uh, hard pass. Heading over to the central ranking, because that's where our friends live. That is where the friends of the podcast are. They are in the central division of Division Two women's acha hockey. Of course, Sioux College. If, if they weren't ranked number one, I don't know what we would do. It would make no sense. Uh, they are coming in number one at 22-0. and 0. CMU has moved up a spot to number two at 12-4. and four. As, Adrian, as they should as, as they should be so as I mean, they should Adrian they should. college rocking in at number three with 13 and five record Lawrence Tech rolling in at number four with a three and three record Michigan State University rolling in at number five at 14 four and0 oh. we have Northern Michigan University rolling in at six at seven 12 and one Miami is rolling in at seven at seven and 12. University of Notre Dame at four, nine, and one is at number eight. Our friends at Bowling Green State rolling in at number nine at three and 14. And Loyola University Chicago rolling, closing out the um, the top 10 ranking with a 0, 18, and 0 record. I do want to note that Bowling Green has opted not to participate in the national tournament for this season. Um, so they will not be at nationals. There's a little like carrot next to them um throughout the league virginia tech has also opted not to participate uh saint anselm college the university of connecticut and the university of wisconsin are the other teams in division two that have opted not to participate in the national tournament this year so it's almost tourney time i'm excited like i'm stoked yeah same here uh not to take away from the Woe Show real quick, but uh, got some pretty interesting news. Jackson Stauber of, of your Chicago Blackhawks just got his first ever career assist. Way to go, Jax. And on a night when Patrick Kane decides to come out and play, like... Oh, oh, I... Patrick, oh Patrick Kane got the primary assist. The Hawks just scored 5-3. <laughs> Patrick oh. Kane's got a Patrick Kane, as we know, has a four point. But yeah, Jackson Stauber, first career, and we got a goalie assist. First career. You know, I, 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 I know we're, I know it's, I, it's, I, I know it's the it, low it's show. It's the low but. show, but the Hawks are playing right now, and you guys know we love our boys. Win, lose, or draw. Well, we are Hawks a, fans. Well, you're going to have to update that board because the game just went final. 5 3 for the Hawks. Hold on one second. First time this has ever happened. We've got a live show record board update, friends. Goodbye to this number seven. Yeah, Max. Hello Domi to this number eight. Yeah, Max Domi got goal number five. 
Yeah. <laughs> also, uh, I feel like the question mark needs to come back, even though we're still doing really bad. Like sometimes I feel like the question mark needs to return. Right. All right. So here we go. Patrick Kane, three goals and assists for four <laughs> points for four points. Max Domi, one goal and three assists for four points. Uh, and then Connor Murphy with a point, Dickinson with a point, Gutman with the point, and then Jackson uh, Stauber with an assist. Let's yeah. go, baby. So ba- basically, Domi and Kaner both got four point nights. And they, and, and they and they flip flop their goal number and their assist number. Well, I'm assuming that Max Domi's three assists came on Patrick Kane's hat trick, and Patrick Kane's assist came on Max Domi's goal. So, well, which would be perfectly balanced as it should. But uh, yes, I'm gonna say this though. I'm curious to see how how Steve Dangle's uh, <laughs> Leaf fan reacts going to be tonight. <laughs> I can't wait to see it. Also, I mean, we've covered all of our woe woe ho stuff. I do want to say I don't know if you've seen it. You've seen the video of Ryan O'Reilly squirting bio steel uh, on his head instead of water. Yeah, that was. <laughs> I, I lost I, it. Lost it. Yeah. Well, speaking of the Leafs, though, because friends of the podcast uh, from Center Ice was actually at the game tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh. One demigod is a chaos was rocking the Leafs gear <laughs> at a Hawks game, and the Hawks won that game with that with the Patty Kane Hattie. So <laughs> when we when we have her on for episode, uh, whenever we figure out what's going on about having her back on the podcast again, we're gonna have to ask her like, "Hey, so so how'd did that you, feel? Yeah, how how did that work out for you? Know that you wore Leafs gear Leafs gear to a, a Hawks game, and the Hawks won with a Patty Kane hat trick, like." Yeah. Did you, well, what, did you did you reverse mojo that? Like, was it was it like right? how, like how did that feel? <laughs> she used her dagger voodoo. She did text me because um, she's there with Johnny Rockford, who is an absolutely amazing human being. And she said she told John when the second started. Now we can see the hat trick in front of us. And then the hat trick happened, and she was like, Ah! <laughs> so I mean, corny dagger doing corny dagger things. It's true. Just dagger being dagger. My friend, Zachary, where can the humans find you on the internet? Uh, find me on Twitter at one true Zach. That's only true Zach. It's actually spelled it out like the number one. It's not the actual number one like the O-Neaters. Uh, if you want to find me on Instagram, it's Zach R. Martin 22 I post a plethora of different things on my stories because why not? Because it's fun. Um, if you want to catch my writing, I cover the Charlotte Checkers for Field Pass Hockey at FPH checkers on Twitter, or you can go to fieldpasshockey.com, search my name, and you'll find like my thing of where to find all my articles, or click my or click the link in my Twitter bio. It'll send you right there to all the to all the articles that I've written for them so far. Beth, where can people find you on the socials? Um, so full disclosure, I'm taking a little bit of a social media break, friends. Um, you probably won't see much for me. For the at least the next few days. However, if you'd like to sauce a follow over, I will be back. Like I'm not leaving social media, but I'm taking a very necessary break. On Twitter, you can find me at Wonder Beffers. That is like the word wonderful, not like the number one, like that guy over there. Like so, I wonder what happened to the Oneaters. You got it. 
on Instagram, you can find me at good, better Beffers. And of course you can find us at the address that has been scrolling across the screen all episode on Instagram and Twitter. It's at talk. hockey pod. And on YouTube, it's at Let's Talk Woe Hockey. Do not forget to subscribe, turn on the bell, like, and comment, and share, and do all of those youtube things so more people can see and hear us talk about hockey. We will catch you guys on Thursday for episode 48, where it will be a hockey show, and we will actually be here on Thursday. Correct, Zachary? Yeah, us. Uh... Depends on my, my work schedule might get swapped around, so I guess we'll see. Who really knows now? Because welcome to the baby Jesus. Uh, I don't... We'll figure it out, guys. Don't worry. There will be a hockey show this week. There will be. There will be. We, there will we, be. We, we, we kind of have to because we have to. We got we got some we got some big things coming next week. So and we've got some things to talk about. And I mean, before we go, of course, like. Jonathan Taves obviously announced that he's still having a lot of issues with his uh, chronic immune response syndrome. Um, he has taken himself off of the trading block for this season and will still be sitting out games. Johnny, we wish you all the best. Um, I know this has been a struggle. Long COVID is no joke. So take care of yourself. You come before hockey. And on that somber note, my friends. <laughs> Way, way to end the podcast. Way, way to end it. But again, I'm tired. I have zero, zero anything. I am, I am at my limit. I've been Beth. That's been Zach. This has been episode 47 of Let's Talk Bow Hockey. And we will catch you guys next time. Bye. 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 Wow. What a bye. Good night. <laughs> bye, guys. <laughs>